Hi, and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 63 for Saturday, July 31st? 30th, I think, isn't it? 30th. 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 Yeah, yeah. July, July 30th. My, my bad, guys. Um, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and welcome to this episode of Newscast, where we will talk about, likely, Zelda, Zelda, and more Zelda. But before that, um, let me introduce who's with me today, and that is Zachary Miller. <laughs> That's a that's a fart noise. We actually have that in the notes. Uh, Zach's cue to do that. I removed um, it from the notes before Zach did that, so Zach is breaking <laughs> script. Uh, may, may I also mention Miller. that I'm not wearing pants and I'm eating a block of cheese. What kind of cheese? Smoked gouda. Eh, not bad. Not bad at all. It's a very uh, Zach kind of cheese. Living the dream. <laughs> and uh, that other voice you're hearing is Andy Gergen. Not if Zach keeps eating cheese pantless, I'm I'm out of here. <laughs> and lastly, we have Scott Thompson. No, it's on a plate. I'm not a monster. How much <laughs> cheese have you eaten so far, and how much is left? It's like a, it's a, it's not a real block of cheese. It's like a big cylinder of cheese, and there's only a quarter left. Okay, so you you've been eating a lot of cheese. I have. <laughs> and you cut it earlier too. Ah. Zach, I have a very important question for you. Go forth. Cheddar, mild or sharp? Sharp, baby. Extra sharp. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of sharp cheese as well. Cut the cheese with itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get right down to, to brass tacks and kick off with a piece of listener mail. Um, this is from Kai Tim from Louisville, Kentucky. Or Timothy. I guess Kai Tim and Timothy. It makes sense. Dear newscast crew, back at E3, the Wii U was revealed and the screened tablet controller for the system was unveiled to the world. I don't remember However, that. in demonstration videos, it showed gamers playing with the Wii Remote, Nunchuck, and Classic Controller. As a gamer myself, I sense conspiracy. A conspiracy that Nintendo intends to have a new motion controller available for the Wii U. There are some pros and cons to this theory. First, Nintendo has made bank off of their controllers and accessories, so the incentive to make more money off more advanced versions of what they already have right now. However, a new motion controller might poison the water for the U-Mote, so Nintendo might be less inclined to manufacture a new controller. What I am trying to get is get at is whether Nintendo will advance the Wii, Wii Remote Plus to something of the tune of Sony's Mood Controller. Will they develop a wireless class controller pro for the Wii U? It would seem that turning the CC Pro into Nintendo's version of the 360 and DualShock 3 would go a long way in attracting any hardcore gamers who scoff at the U tablet. Um, I think uh, I think his conspiracy theories are wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see anything more than the Wii Remote Nunchuck, the the Wii U Mote or whatever you want to call it. That's that's the big new thing with the Wii U. I can certainly see them like putting a different paint scheme on the Wii remote and the classic controller yeah, and all that maybe, crap maybe and make selling it, it again. A different. Uh, well, and actually the wireless class controller, like I could see that happening. That'd eventually. be nice. Um, eventually they'll, they'll be rebranded as the Wii U remote because eventually yeah. they'll stop selling the Wii, but yes, it'll be yeah. the same tech. I'm sure. Well, I think in all honesty, you could still call it the Wii remote and not really suffer any big loss, but you'd, you know, eventually after the system comes out, you'll be seeing like compatible with Wii U, like how there were GameCube games that would just have right. a big old, playable on Wii. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They've made it pretty clear that we're going to be using our our existing Wii controllers, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, the, the demos in fact, E3, that seemed, they that were seemed just to demos, be a big part of the show. Yeah, that it uses everything. And I don't really think there's, in all honesty, I don't think there's that much to gain, to gain from segmenting the market even more. I mean, you can look at the sales of we of Wii Motion Plus games, like I mean, look at look at stuff like Red Steel Two and other things that exclusively use it. You know that that adoption rate was never really too high. And why would you ever think that you know offering another kind of controller would get people to buy more? It's almost like you want people to be like, "Hey, look, get this new system," and some of your old shit still works. Like, I think I think they're going to run incentive. into a problem with segmenting the market with too many different types of games that support similar control schemes but i mean like so i mean the classic controllers got more or less the same button layout as the wii u pad so like some games will support oh, yeah. the classic controller but some games will require the wii u pad because the second screen like i don't it, it seems like they're going to run into a little bit of problem with overlapping feature sets on some of this stuff but i think they'll I think... they'll support what make what makes the most sense financially and so will the third parties I think what you're going to see is a lot of stuff where, you know, the games support the, the Wii U controller, uh, class controller, and Wii Remote Nunchuck. Mm-hmm. Because I don't really think there's any big difference outside of the giant effing touchscreen, which some games will use that a lot, I'm sure. But I'm also sure that a lot of games, especially early ones, will have modes that might be slightly different or compensating for the loss of that 6.2-inch touchscreen. Let me tell you, that, that, that touchscreen, that touchscreen controller is going to be great for when you have to get uh link in and out of the uh iron boots <laughs> yeah just you know touch the button it'd yep. be great for that uh that ocarina of time wii u that we're gonna yes get. If only we had connect so we could just tell link to change clothes yeah. <laughs> link iron boots link change your damn shoes and zelda i mean i think zelda will be the big test if Zelda does well with Wii Motion Plus, then we, you know, that might dictate not anything on Wii, but stuff on Wii U. Yeah. I was say, so if the one game they've made this generation, which really takes advantage of motion control at the tail end of the system's <laughs> lifespan, does well, maybe there's a future in this motion control thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sure. Like, I don't, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, Zelda is the first game that it's like, you know, this big deal that uses Wii Motion Plus. I mean, Wii Sports Resort. You could say that was a big deal, and it was. It's it's sold a lot of units, but at the same time, like that's a that's a very different market from what Zelda appeals to. If you were going to write a book about the Wii, and we're told you could only have two chapters in that book, the first one will be called Wii Sports, and the second one will be called Zelda Skyward Sword. Yeah, those are, the, <laughs> those are going to be the two games that tell the story of the Wii. One of them yeah. talks about one's the tech demo, and one's the the realization of the tech demo. Yeah. But anyway, one's yep. the constant teasing. <laughs> oh Zelda, right. you want Zelda? Oh, oh no, 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 not yet. <laughs> how delayed well, that, that is a, how delayed is Skyward Sword at this point? Him. Very. Is it? I don't I remember when it was supposed I guess to a come year out. Is how long it's been delayed? Okay. Because I don't think there was really anything earlier that I mean, I think there was a lot of wishful thinking before then, but yeah, I don't, I don't recall was... them ever giving a date before a date before yeah. sometime in twenty twenty eleven because it was first revealed E three two thousand nine. And then E3 2000. And not even really, not even that. really revealed to the public. We got, we got art. We got yeah. one piece of art, right? Yeah. No, I would say if it's been delayed, it's been, I, I mean, technically a year. But even that, like, last fall, they, I don't. They think never it was made delayed. any promises. That's for sure. Yeah, I think they they said 2010, but then quickly after that, they were like, <laughs> no. Well, Twilight Princess used the the Wind Waker engine, didn't it? 
I think it did. I think, I think it, it did. did. Like a heavily modified version of the Wind Waker and, engine. And Wind Waker used the Ocarina engine. Did it really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. I, I remember reading that in an interview. Interesting. Well, that I guess that means that unless the Skyward Sword engine uses the is built off of the Twilight Princess engine, which seems pretty unlikely given how much fundamental change we're going to see to the control scheme. Um, they're building a new engine, which of course is going to definitely add to the development time. Maybe it's going to be a heavily modified Mario Galaxy engine, since uh, Ocarina of Time <laughs> yeah. used the Mario 64 engine. They yeah. basically made one engine in the history of the development <laughs> company. <laughs> since they went to 3D, it's just been using the, the Mario 64 Mario engine. Mario 64 is a heavily modified F-Zero engine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The 3D thanks. is really mode 7 graphics. But yeah. we will be getting to far more Zelda very soon. But let's do a yeah, quick let's, segue let's to move other on. news. Um, first off, Nintendo Video launched last week, and in this guy's opinion, it's a big pile of shit. It's terrible. Even it's the dinosaur bad. video is terrible. I don't care. Let's go over the pros. It functions. Videos <laughs> were downloaded and displayed in 3D on my system. Four this of them, no less. The, the videos do download, what, even if you're not playing the, the channel, even if you're not playing the game, even if you have something else loaded entirely, the videos will download in the background. But that fourth but video isn't really a video at all. No, it really isn't. It's a glorified 3D instruction manual. Um, so th there are some good things. So, like, the actual service, the actual, like, channel is not, not too bad. In theory. Um, the problem is they're going to be handpicking content that we don't care about. So, great. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it sucks because it's just not meant for us. But if it's not meant for us, then who the fuck is it meant for? Like, there is who, who else has this system outside of people like us? Like, really? Our kid brothers that we're showing it to, maybe? Yeah. I guess. I, I mean, I was even thinking, like, oh, maybe this is a cool thing that I can show people with the 3DS, which, I mean, having those kind of 3D videos are sometimes a lot more effective than being like, hold on, let me boot up Zelda. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But I think I'd rather boot up these, Zelda. It's just like the, they'll just feel sorry for me. Like, really? This is this is you got this thing, and this is what you spent two hundred fifty dollars on. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh, check it out, the Captain America trailer, and they're gonna have it playing on their iPhone before you can get the 3DS turned on <laughs> and start it up. Oh, great, the Sadly. trailer! Hey, I saw that movie last weekend. By, so yeah. yeah. By the way, good movie. I, oh yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I want to see that. It's good it's to know. Fun. Yeah. I actually, I actually just uh, since I've been replaying Twilight Princess later, and we're really skipping around here. I rewatched the Twilight Princess teaser trailer because I remember how excited I was, and I was kind of curious how much the final product changed from that initial teaser. And it really didn't. Did it? No, it really didn't. It's pretty much the exact, <laughs> the exact game that we ended up getting. But it's fine. We're not yeah. talking about Twilight Princess right now, so let's move on to the next news item. What we are talking about is Shinobi 3DS and Crush 3D, and them being delayed. Making this fall a little bit bleaker. Um, Are there any Shinobi? 3DS games coming out this year? Uh, Pac-Man and Galaga. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, the same, the same cartridge. Yes. Um, Shinobi and Crush 3D were both set for early September releases, and now they're not coming out until uh, November for Shinobi and February for Crush 3D. Jeez. And as far as I know, Crush 3D is basically a fucking port of the PSP game. So. I don't know why that got delayed six months, and Shinobi's the one that's coming out sooner. But I can't complain because, well, actually, I, I I don't know if I can complain. I'm kind of interested in both games. No, I'm about you're to not. Say I don't care for Crush 3D, but it seems kind of novel. It might be fun. No, 
I don't, don't know much would, about Crash 3D. You would and... rather play uh, Kirby's Pinball Land on Virtual Console, wouldn't you? Is that coming out this week? That would be awesome. Well, no, I'm just saying if you had to choose between the two. I, I, I might pick that. I yeah. Mean, I'll be honest. Like People complain about how there's not a lot of 3DS games coming out, but the Virtual like Console is, is generally kind of fun. It's just that you don't know if it's going to be a feast or a famine. Well, That's so part far, of the game. Famine every week. Not every week. We got Donkey Kong early well, I'm on. Saying we're only getting one thing on the eShop every week. Well, I mean, lately sometimes it's, it's a famine. really good one thing. Okay. Like you know, Game and Watch Gallery is is a fun game, albeit there's not much to it. But uh, I don't know. I kind of worried about just handhelds in general. I mean, kind of going off on a tangent here. But I feel like with the Vita and the 3DS, it's like Sony and Nintendo are both kind of making them seem like they're bigger deals. And it still seems like publishers generally consider portables as, as a joke, as an afterthought. It's it's Some because you can buy push. Plants vs. Zombies for like a dollar on the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the problem. I, I mean, I guess you could call it part of the solution as well. So it's a problem that, for know, them, not a problem yeah. for iPhone owners. I love yeah, it. Very true. But I mean, like, uh, like you just don't see a lot of support for 3DS and even Vita. I mean, you're hearing a lot about people supporting it, but we'll see how long that lasts after that damn thing yeah. comes out. You're we heard hearing a lot about, about first-party development on the yeah. Vita. We heard a lot about people supporting the 3DS a year before it came out, too. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to shit on the Vita. I think, in all honesty, especially at the price point, I would be actually very interested in it. But at the same time, like. I don't know, I just feel bad for the Vita and the 3DS because I feel like they'll never get that mainstream support from from everyone except for the the, the people who push those systems. We, I'm, we not, may see, have I'm, I'm not that it. upset about the, the lack of content on 3DS right now because, for one, I'm enjoying my Pac-Man and Galaga. Uh, and for two, like <laughs> I don't remember there ever being a system that came out with a ton of great games in the first like the first six months to, to a year. Like That's true. I, I know they're not going to abandon the platform. That's not what they do. Like even yeah. even if it like completely completely like tanked compared to the DS, they're still going to put some games on it. So I don't feel like my money's been wasted. I'm in it for the long haul. My only real complaint about the 3DS is that I have I have some issues with the way the hardware was designed. And it's a I'm dust seeing... magnet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I a mean, dust magnet. my one thing is that it's the kind of thing where Nintendo backed out of the way to allow a lot of like third party companies to come in and push their games and no one really came came there i yeah. mean i guess capcom released two games that were kind of good but mainly just like ports of other things you know speaking of speaking of, of capcom ports, guess, sorry about capcom are they just abandoning mega man entirely now at the moment I mean, first mega man universe goes away and now uh mega man legends 3 i i, I mean did, did we ever cover that actually not on the show, I don't think. Yeah, uh, Mega Man Legends three got canceled. That's that's a bummer. I I can't say I'm surprised because it really. I mean, even talking to uh like people that I know that are involved at Capcom, it seems to be like you know there's a lot of these prototype things, and we'll hear Nintendo kind of tease about it too, where a lot of companies just make these prototype things and they stay behind closed doors. It's just that Capcom in this case probably at the probably because Inafune wanted to see this game get made. They they made it a, a thing at the forefront, and then Inafune left, and then Capcom was like, well, we don't really want to go much farther with this prototype thing. Mm. But, I mean, I, I, I'm i sure a lot of companies do this. It's just that it's not public, and that's Capcom's 
stupid uh, community failings with a lot of things lately. So was Mega Man 3 Legends 3 meant to be a retail or download release? There was retail. going to be the demo. There was a uh, the, demo on downloadable though, right? Yeah, that was, it that was, was going to be idea. a shop launch title, and then that never happened, and then it was going to be a full retail release. All right. So Majora's Mask, um, I guess Anuma just went nuts recently, talked a lot about Skyward Sword. But before we get to that, he said that Majora's Mask has a possibility of being uh, remade on 3DS. Which depending depending on how well Ocarina sells. I, it seems like it might be pretty well. Is right? it? I mean, that's that's what we know so far. Is It's been positive, but we'll see. Was it on I, the MPDs last week? Yeah. Last month? Um, it was only on it for 11 days, and I believe it was, like, number five. I think it was the second individual platform title okay. after Infamous 2, which had a, like, two-week start on it. That's out? I didn't know that. It's been out for yeah. a while. Inf- Infamous just... 2 came out on the, the first day of E3. Gotcha. No wonder I didn't hear about it. I'm not like, interested dumb. in that game. Anyway, uh, Majora's Mask on 3DS. I would I would play the shit out of that. I think it's the proper way to say it. I yeah. love Majora's Mask. It is pr- is pr- always competing with Wind Waker. It's my favorite Zelda title, and uh, I would love to play it again on 3D. I, mean, I just played it a year ago, so I'm not like chomping at the bit to play it again. But I would really enjoy it. I would have a blast playing it. I think that I think that would be really cool. I'm kind of um, stuck at the first owl statue on Virtual Console. Yeah, I spent the ten bucks on it like a year and a half ago. I think it was actually shortly after we started news, uh, started back up newscast, and mm. Andy talking about how it's like his favorite game ever. And I finally downloaded it and got through one dungeon. That was right and around the time they were doing the game of the decade on RFN, and I had to record a little bit for it, so yep, I had it on, yep. had, had it on the mind. Yeah. Um, but what was I gonna say? I do find it funny about how there's like all these little fan groups popping up. Well, one, there's the, the Save Mega Man Legends 3, which is just like, dude, game's canceled. Get over it. And <laughs> They should start Majora's an online Mask. petition. Yeah. That'll help. There, there's this thing for, like, or at least at least with Operation Rainfall, like, those games are made. With Mega Man Legends 3, that game don't exist anymore. Like, <laughs> get over it, please. Um, I mean, let's hope for, like, Mega Man 11, but... Anyway. I'd like to see Mega Man X, what, 10, but in the Super Nintendo style? But like X eight, I guess. Well, well, no, there is an X. Oh, X nine. I guess it would be X nine. I like okay. to see Mega Man X nine made like the Super Nintendo games, kind of like the new Mega Man Virtual Console games. That would be cool. Yeah, the, the the one thing that I find funny though with the Majora's Mask thing is that there's all these groups supporting like remake Majora's Mask on 3ds, make remake Link to the Past on 3ds, and no. it's like I I want to see a new Zelda game. Yeah. Why do we like you guys are just proving Nintendo right? Like they're just saying, okay, all they want is just the same damn thing repackaged over and over again. Although you know what would be cool, Neil? What? Uh, Majora's Mask, but with Wind Waker graphics. I don't know that that's necessary. Like that. I guess not that that wouldn't be cool, but that's a massive project. Like I know, but it would be cool, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yes, it would be. It would be cool. Um, but it's like, I, I kind of feel like Majora's Mask would be an easy project for Grezzo because the, the code is largely done already. They, they've already got the, the assets. They've already got the engine ported to 3DS. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't take that much energy to put the game on 3DS. They just have to 
like poured over the dungeons and the overworld and the and the the game logic and they've they've already got almost everything else done like it yeah a new yeah. zelda a new zelda game would be would be great but i don't think i don't think porting majora to 3ds would prevent a new zelda game it might just delay it shit over to grezzo and it's done exactly just give it to grezzo grezzo's already got the asset they've already got the engine just let them the chops they've, they've got they've got the chops um like yeah i, I gen, generally I, I agree that i'd rather see new content than remakes especially if the remakes are a remake like ocarina which is going to require some time and energy to get right but in the case of majora there's no reason you can't just kind of crap that out there's not yeah. a lot of work <laughs> left to be done on that particular one now a, a wind waker remake on 3ds would take a lot more work that's a whole new ball of wax but not not majora majora would be easy to do and it would make them money i mean if it has zelda on it it'll sell maybe not gangbusters but it'll sell i'm curious anyone know how majora sold compared to ocarina i don't uh, think it not, sold not, as well not nearly as well but it also came out in what late 2000 yeah one yeah, of the Twilight games, was I think, pretty much dead. I think you know it might be a good game to put out in 3DS because maybe it's a. I I get the impression from like the forums and whatnot that it's a Zelda game not a lot of people have played. I never played it. There you go. Until like two years ago, I I played. I, I think I saw my friend play it for a little bit, and that was the extent of it. Were you like a time limit? What the fuck is this? Yeah, that that was exactly my point. And really, the first time I played it, I had severe like agita when I was playing the game. Because I was like, I don't have enough time to do anything, and then like you can slow it down, and you, you once you kind of like at least for me, I just needed to give myself that time to play the game, and then the time limit stopped bothering me because there are so many ways around it becoming a an impediment. The time mm. limit is only really a problem fairly early on because you learn to work within the limits of the system to your advantage after a while. Yeah. Like for instance, if if you're going to go solve a solve a dungeon, you you do one three-day cycle where you sort of scope out the area and get to the dungeon and then and then save and go back in time and then you have the full the full full three days to solve it it's it's not it's not that hard to to do really it's it's it works out pretty well it time limit is only a problem if if you're looking for a problem as far as i'm concerned Mm, yeah and the time limit allows for something that no other Zelda game has ever been able to match, and that's a real terrifying experience. The the like, last freaky the last like six hours or twelve hours of that game, when like the entire town is fled, and like only like the bartender and like a couple of random NPCs are left, and everyone else is like terrified for their life, and the music is all creepy, and the moon is like an inch away from your face. Like the that part of Majora's Mask is really great. Like it's a part of the game that no other Zelda game has really been ever really ever even tried to do. It's legitimately scary. I think creepy finish it. And it's not even the end of the game because you can do that pretty much right away. (laughs) I mean, if you, if you choose to, to, if you choose to not get the Ocarina and go back in time, you can see that part of the game within the first hour. Um, Hmm. But there are a lot of different side quests that take you to various points of that last day. Like there's at least one side quest. That's like, the most involving one, which basically has you hit all these different notes at various points of the day. And the very last one is literally like an hour before the moon hits. And it's really effective. Hmm. I think. But yeah. then I'm known to be wrong and, and frequently. So 
All right, so now let's get into the uh, Skyward Sword information that Anuma talked about recently. Um, first about, uh, first of all, we already kind of knew this, but the story is about the creation of the Master Sword. And along the way in the game, you will be kind of forging it. And they also had this weird thing where it's like you'll be like um, with your shield, you'll have you'll start off with a basic shield and then stuff will happen where like you'll collect other items and then use rupees and stuff to kind of fuse more parts to it. It was kind of loosely explained by I think uh, I think Bill Trinan was talking about it at Comic-Con or something. Um, but that sounds kind of cool. Loot. actually. That that's actually something different <laughs> um and also Zelda also game, because you're you're creating the master sword uh it must take place before link to the past oh it must take place before oh, put, <laughs> put it on the board <laughs> <laughs> i like how they're just like all right this one takes place before everything really yeah i thought ocarina of time was the first game <laughs> not anymore it ain't <laughs> um and zelda in this game isn't a princess um I think it's been kind of documented before that Link is in this kind of like, I think it's called Skyloft, where it's like this world in the clouds, and then right. like Zelda falls down or something, and you go into this creepy underworld where it probably just looks like regular Earth, but Link's all freaked out by it. But then Zelda is like <laughs> the object of the affection of this weird guy, weird effeminate guy called Lord Girahim, who is the villain in the game. Um, and that's the boss battle that was uh, the demo. I believe it was the same demo that was at at Comic-Con last week that was at E3, where there's a sword fight with him that's early on in the game. Um, and Ganon's not in this game, and Girahim is supposed to be a contrast to Ganon. And I guess some other information is that the Wii Motion Plus will be used to play a harp. Uh. So, music, you're, you're back in the game. <laughs> More music. <laughs> I, I just hope that building the Master Sword doesn't turn into like the first three dungeons. You get like the hilt and then two part of the blades, and then there's eight more dungeons where now you collect like seals or like or power. That's or exactly you know, like, how it'll that, happen. If, if that's, the, I know if that's just the replacement for like the first three dungeons that are never part of the actual. Will game, be. It will be. I know. But I like I how Zelda shield yeah. thing is actually way more interesting. I than like the how Zelda is just the local hot chick in this game. Yeah. Word has it that the forest sage will add her power to yours. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? There's there's a scene where uh, she shows up at Link's door and she's like got the skin tight shirt on. She says, "I'm all wet. Can I come in?" I did not see that. And Link's <laughs> like, "But yes, I'm not surprised you noticed it." <laughs> Link using the hook shot is upside down, and he has a mask on. He, he's dressed up. Uh, <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> it's pouring rain. They make out upside down. It's it's raining. Yeah, he, beats up <laughs> he has to get a job yeah. delivering like Deku nuts. Zelda falls <laughs> off a lot of buildings. <laughs> how about uh? How about playing it backwards? The trailer. Backwards, I do love how Aaron doing, just does uh, that. Right? Like with just just yeah. for the hell of it. Like hey, if guys, you want to see this trailer backwards with with like Zelda's lullaby instead of the Skyward Sword theme, then do it. Yeah. And go yeah. for it. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I mean, I'm def- I, I'm excited. I, you go. I was just gonna say the uh, the, the comment section on on the uh, the latest trailer uh, on on NWR. A lot of people are are very uh, kind of wary and think it's gonna be 
sort of a rehash of every Zelda game to this point, which I understand being concerned. But I think a lot of people were like, there's a Goron in the game. It's going to be the same thing. And, you know, I, I, I think you got to kind of wait and see. I feel like watching the, watching the trailer, I got like half a boner. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, I'm it's not like forward. half-mast, like not quite full yet. <laughs> You know, I, I need to see a little more information. Hopefully, someone on staff will get to play the game a little more and then report back and be like, dude. We spent we spent a number of episodes early in the life of the newscast talking about how unexcited we were for Skyward Sword because of how tired we were of the formula. But, like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited for it at this I point. I think Ocarina of Time was, was a son of a bitch for, for placement, at least Ocarina of Time 3D specifically, because it is the kind of thing where it came out and I to that point like okay I replayed Wind Waker a little earlier but I've still had it in my head that like oh Zola format's tired they need to change it up and then I played Ocarina of Time and remember just how awesome of a game that was and how it's like almost like if Skyward Sword is going to be more of the same I don't know if I really care if it's going to look beautiful if it's going to have great music if it's going to be fun if the puzzles are going to be good if I'm going to enjoy the combat if like you know, something ridiculous happens to the story and there's some quirky characters, like, I'm in. Like, I don't really care if it changes that much. And that's kind of been my stance since we had those early newscast debates about, you know, people being unexcited about Skyward Sword, is that, like, I don't mind if it's more of the same. Is it a little disappointing when well, what they showed off during the developer roundtable at E3 is like, oh, look, he has to collect these things. It looks like when you have to collect or he has to collect these things without a sword. It's kind of like how you're the wolf and you have to collect the tears in Twilight Princess. Like, is that a little disheartening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the end I of the day, I think that, like, the, who cares? The, the whole idea that Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess were all the same game in Majora's Mask, for fuck's sake. The idea that there is a Zelda formula that they haven't deviated from in a long time, and I'm, I'm as guilty as the next guy for thinking this, but I've, within the last within the last two years, not even that long, within the last year and a half, I've replayed Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and I'm in the process of replaying Twilight Princess. Guys, these games aren't that similar. Like, okay, there are some very clear ties, but, okay, right. not even not even all the games are dungeon-centric. Majora's not dungeon-centric. And Twi- Twilight Princess has a handful of new items and, like, gets rid of several of your items. So, like, I mean, there's no... Um, I forget which one is missing. Twilight Princess, like, right right off the bat, like, there's a lot more emphasis on story. Um, There's more NPCs to deal with. And, like, yeah, the story isn't awesome in the game, but it certainly is not that similar to Ocarina. If you replay Ocarina and then play play Twilight Princess, they're not that similar. Like, the art style is clearly a little little inspired by, by Ocarina of Time, but, like, I'm replaying both of them right now, and they're not, they're not the same game. I, I know will, why I will everyone say thinks that, they're the same game, but... I will say that Twilight Princess does thrust you immediately into an incredibly boring scenario. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> I guess now let's move on to the, the next part of the show, which is basically just where we all discuss Twilight Princess and probably probably go to blows about it. <laughs> wait, wait, I was, wait, trying, uh, to, I was no. trying to seamlessly uh, segue that, yeah. but you kind of like explicitly <laughs> stated it. But, How many, but, how, I mean, wait, 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 wait. How many of you guys beat the new Ocarina of Time? <laughs> 3D I did. Not yet. I'm in the Water Temple. Dude, yeah. Gan- Ganon looks so I'm cool on. now. I I agree. <laughs> oh, man. The it's... ending to that game kind of blew my mind. I it mean, was even though I've, awesome. I I played it 13 years I'm... ago, but that, that shit blew my mind. I I was kind of hoping I'd have an excuse to play the Master Quest, but then because of Andy, I started replaying Twilight Princess instead. And I, I, might, play, I, I might start the Master I think... Quest. 
I think that the opening to Twilight Princess is the worst opening in a Zelda game ever and likely will never be topped unless Skyward Sword decides to like you have to play Harvest Moon for five hours before <laughs> the game actually starts. I That's think... the only way it could be worse. I don't think it's that bad. Like I think okay, you 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 spend maybe an hour like learning how to ride your horse and like okay the the fact that the fact that you have to wrangle the goats twice that's annoying like once was yeah. enough but like aside from that that second goat wrangling nonsense like that's the only complaint that i have like okay you have to like find a fish for a cat and you have to like get a cradle back for a townskeeper but like and you'll never go all, back to that village these are all basic gameplay it, it, it's a tutorial every zelda game has a tutorial yeah but there's never i find like, the I, I entire day the tree, most I find the entire what? Deku Tree section of Volcarina far less interesting than just exploring the town in Twilight Princess because there's so much to see. See, my thing with that is that when I replayed Ocarina, and albeit I'm a lot more familiar with Ocarina than I am Twilight Princess, just kind of, you know, when I played it and it stuck with me a lot more than Twilight Princess did. But when I replayed Ocarina of Time 3D, I basically just blew through that opening thing. Like, I think I was, I was out of Kokiri Forest in about an hour and a half tops when I played through that game. Um, just because, you know, yeah. the Deku, the, the Deku it was tree, all muscle you know, memory for me. Well, I mean, not even muscle memory. The Deku tree just isn't a long dungeon. Four and what you have long. to do to get there. Once you know what you have to do, you go pick up the fucking sword and you go, you know, camping for rupees for a little, for like a, for like a minute or two. And then you go do that and you move on with twilight princess. They put you through all these arbitrary tasks that get very, very repetitious and go on for far too long. It's bogged down by a lot of bullshit story with characters that I, I never cared about. And maybe that's, you know, once again, the difference between me playing Ocarina when I was 10 versus me playing uh, Twilight Princess when I was 18. Like, I I don't know, probably. But it just goes far too long. And I know there have been interviews with, I think Miyamoto was the person who, who pushed for three days in Ordon Village instead of what was originally there, which was one day. So yeah. when it comes down to it, the reason why I despise the Twilight Princess's opening is very apparent by what Nintendo consciously tried to do, which was they wanted to do something that the designers originally had to one day, which I think would have been fine and probably more like how every other Zelda game just kind of has you hit the ground running. Instead, there's three days in the village, and it goes very, very slow. And the first time you play that game, it's okay. Because, you know, especially when it came out on Wii... You're learning a lot of this motion control stuff for the first time, and I, I imagine that Skyward Sword will have something similar because Motion Plus is really gonna, you know, change the way you play Zelda. Well, but... okay, I'm I'm curious where you where you're talking about the opening. Where does that end for you? Does it end after you, um, on your way to the forest when you when you have to go rescue uh, the kid with the whole monkey nonsense? Does it end? Uh, after the first dungeon does it end after you become a wolf does it end the second you hit uh, hyrule field for the first time like does it end after the second uh goat wrangling nonsense like where is the, where is that opening start and end for you um well i mean obviously the opening starts when you well okay that was a poorly phrased question but you know what i mean <laughs> but where it ends for me i guess could be a little <laughs> more loosely described and it's not something that i'm really married to any any kind of hard description of it like for me, the opening for, for example, Ocarina, that's, you know, to the moment you get out to Hyrule Field, that what was before that, that's like the, the prologue, so to speak. Right. And I feel the same way with this, except for, you know, I could see it being down to like when you get to the temple or after the temple or when you get out of the Twilight World, 
How about the seventh or eighth time you go through that swamp? Yeah. Oh, you go, man, you, you go through the swamp twice. You go through it once <laughs> to free the stupid monkey, and then you go one more time to get to the temple, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, you'll but, go I mean, back later in the game. Don't worry. Well, that's Zelda. That's Nintendo games for yeah, you. That's, that's Metroid, that's Zelda, that's I'm, Mario. I'm okay with that. But I, I guess where it really slowed um, down to a halt for me with Twilight Princess is just, you know, those three days in the village that you spend. And then when you turn into the wolf, I feel like, like that whole segment is just really protracted. You know, you have to go through, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's so leveraged on like, holy shit, look what's going on. Look at the story. The story's crazy. Isn't like, no shit, the princess in the tower is fucking Zelda. Like, come on. Like, is that supposed to be a surprise? Like, I'll admit, when I first played this game, I'm like shit in my pants being like, oh my God, it's this weird guy that's coming to take on Hyrule, Hyrule Castle. Like, I think Lauren almost slapped me because I kept on being like, whenever there was a cutscene of Twilight Princess, I was like, shit's going down. And she's like, what? Would, would you stop it? And then I realized later that really every cutscene in that game is just Nintendo trolling us because none of it really makes sense. Like the one where there's just like eight dark links for some reason, like, I don't get it. Well, and I was going to say, I, I feel like that's a big part of why that opening is as long and drawn out as it is. As I think for better or worse, they were really trying to make this game cinematic and, and, that opening, I think, was supposed to make you care about the town and care about the kids who get kidnapped and just care about these people, and it obviously didn't work. But like you said, the first time through, I think you enjoy it. You know, you're talking yeah. to all the villagers, you're reading all the text, but it's just a very hard game to just jump in and play a second time because, yeah, you don't care. You want to get to the Well, another part of it is, you know, in Twilight Princess, they're, they're at the point at Twilight Princess where really Link's got to interact. He can't just stand there anymore. And that was a big problem for me with the game. You know, you want him to be uh, sad that the people are kidnapped or that his village is in trouble, but he's an emotionless robot. You know, it just stands... there are a few cutscenes where he like gives a nice little like knowing smile to what one of the one of the, one of the people say. Like, yeah. he doesn't have no reply. He just has right. a little reply. He has fewer emotional responses than Tobey Maguire. Well, now that I've listened to you guys shit on the game for like 10 minutes now, I want to say that I have been replaying the game for about 10 hours, I think I'm about in the game now. I just got to uh, I just got to uh, the part of the game where you learn what Ilya's been up to ever since the opening sec- section um, when the, the castle town is still under twilight. Actually, I just got to the point where you have to jump off the bridge. I just haven't done it yet because I, I had to go. Um, I, I love it. Like and I remember, I remember loving it the first time too. I, I've when I, when I played this game for the first time, I remember thinking this is my favorite Zelda game to date. Like I just absolutely loved it. Like I I, I played through more of that game. I tried to 100% that game more than I've tried on any other Zelda game, and I'm still loving it. I I, I think I know that the that there's there's a lot of complaints about the art design being being generic or bland, but. I think it's lush. I think it's detailed. I mean, yeah, there are some bad textures, but that's that's the Wii for you. I, I like Hyrule Field. I know people think it looks empty, but, like, empty? Ocarina of Time is empty. It is a giant diamond with nothing in it except for a ranch in the middle <laughs> and a town on, a, on every side. Uh, Twilight Princess has got sections. It's got bridges. It's got streams. It's got hills. It's got, you know, it's not one big open field. It, it, it's, it's still it's, empty, but it does look nice. I think it looks great, and I don't. I don't feel like it's empty. I mean, yeah, Hyrule is still a giant kingdom with like a hundred people in it, but the, but the field is not supposed <laughs> to be filled with people. It's supposed to be filled with monsters, which it is, and it's supposed to be filled with with 
lush terrain. Now, I'm one of the few people who doesn't play Zelda for the dungeons at all. Like, they could remove the dungeons from the game, and I would be perfectly fine with that. I, I, love okay the, too. I love the overworld. To me, exploring the overworld is what makes Zelda magical. And I think Twilight Princess kind of nailed it. And so did Wind Waker. I think Wind Waker, the sailing in Wind Waker is the same deal. Like, finding all these, like, tiny little islands in the middle of nowhere that have all, they've all got their little secrets, and they look gorgeous because the game just always looks gorgeous. Um, I think Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are my two favorite Zelda games. In fact, I think basically ever since they went Ocarina of Time, when, when they made the conversion over to the 3D Zelda games, I think I've liked every Zelda game more than the previous. And I don't think many people feel that way. I mean, I have to say that, I mean, I complained a great deal about the opening part, but after that, I mean, I'm not really much farther past it. Um, my beef with the Forest Temple is just that it's too long for an opening dungeon. I was talking about Andy. Um, I was talking to Andy about this before the show, about how, like, I don't have any problem with the length of the Forest Temple as a Zelda dungeon. I just have a problem with its length as being the opening dungeon because it is kind of that, you know, that barrier to getting out to Hyrule Field where the game opens up more. And that's the point that I guess, like, that's, you know, where the title would come on the screen if it were a movie because that's when it opens. Like, before then, that's like the, uh, that's like six hours in. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> But even still, I mean, I just feel like it takes a long time to get to that point. It's, and it's a, it's a, it's a Peter Jackson movie, Neil. I feel yeah. like I feel like the one true criticism that you could levy at Twilight Princess, the one that I would actually agree with, is that it's too epic. Everything takes too yes. long to happen. It's too drawn out. It's too big. I had forgotten how goddamn huge this game was until I like loaded it up for the first time in five years and found my save file said 63 hours. I was, yeah, mine, I was like, are you uh, kidding me? There's no way in hell I played a game for 63 hours in my life. There's no way I did that. But yeah, like then I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm impressed. Like I didn't know I I could still do that. Even five years ago, I didn't yeah. know I could still do that. But then, but then I, I finished the first temple and saw that my my new save file was at five and a half hours, and I was like, well, if you do the math, nine temples <laughs> times five and a half, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting at about I think like. Four, four and a half hours, and I'm in a Kakariko village collecting Twilight Tears or whatever. And I have to say, once I got out of Ordon Village, um, game's great. I'm not that much farther than that, but now I'm getting into it more. And I think my complaint with Twilight Princess is just Ordon Village. That's it. Other than that, like I'm looking forward that now that I got over that hump, playing the rest of the game because and, and people talk about you know the art direction being bland but i think the twilight sections that look great the way yeah. like the the light air the, the way the light affects sort of everything it has like a real haze to it but uh, it almost kind of is cell shaded like i think midna I, is cell shaded i agree uh, andy but the twilight sections do go away this is true this is which, true but which i thought the whole wolf slash twilight thing you know, it's a it's it's it was a huge missed opportunity, and every Zelda game has been about the duality, except this one. They just throw it away a third through the game. They're like, eh, we don't yeah. need the Twilight shit anymore. It was <laughs> so enough. cool. It's been a long time since I got past the first third of the game, so I'll have to revisit <laughs> that comment later. Yeah. Uh, I seem to recall going back and forth between the wolf and the person a lot later in the game. Maybe that was just to warp. Don't you have to warp as a wolf? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's maybe so, that's yeah. why I'm I'm thinking that. Eventually, the um, wolf functionality just kind well, of think, loses think, any. Yeah, because isn't it like after the third dungeon, you get the ability to just swap between yeah. human and wolf? Something like that. I was gonna say, yeah, that's what happens. You don't have to be in the Twilight World yeah. anymore. You could just do it. Um, I will say though, how you mentioned um, 
Andy, about how it, this game focuses less on dungeons. And I think that's true because even though I haven't played it since it launched, I'm remembering sort of these like key moments in the game that I felt were so epic and had nothing to do with dungeons. Like I, I'm remembering the uh, epic like on oh, horseback man, that, battle where you're fighting really the uh, cool. we, what are they ogres yeah. or orcs or whatever they are, and like yeah, and it, it's like starts like pouring rain, doesn't it? And you're like fighting on the bridge and stuff, and that's such a that's such a cool moment, unlike anything in any Zelda game. And then I, I think two of the uh, you're you're going into that like ghost town, and then it turns almost into like a western like shooter kind of <laughs> like you're 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 going in and, and using the Wiimote and like shooting all the I forgot uh, about that like, all the orcs yeah. or, or whatever they are and, moblins yeah that that's, that's another like called. just really fun goblins that's right yeah yeah like really fun like unique moment to the Zelda series and there's there's I feel like there's probably more that those are I just, just wish like the, the, there was more horseback the game in a while. fighting yeah I feel like they're but the, yeah, the dungeons like in the two game, or three instances, and albeit one of them is is with a final boss, but even the dungeons in the game it. are yeah. are great. I mean, they are massive. They're not they're they're not too complicated, but like they're clearly a step up from the dungeons in Ocarina, and they've been getting that way. I mean, having played them all recently, I can tell you that the dungeons in Ocarina, Water Temple included, are nothing compared to what happens in Majora or Wind Waker. Or or Twilight Princess, they just they just say, keep I mean, getting bigger. Going to Wind Waker for a little bit, as far as dungeons go, the one big fault with Wind Waker, with the especially the two later dungeons um, that are in the the back half of the game, is that uh, the Wind Waker itself slows it down. Oh yeah, it really you does. To, you need to if you could just like instantly switch between characters, which if you play Twilight Princess and they have the Dominion Rod, they basically have a solution for how to do that. Yeah. But you have to keep on playing that song, which, I mean, it's not like it's like hard to remember or anything. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you keep do on having to do times. that to switch between Yes, them. that's right. And true. that just slows down the pace of those dungeons so much. And those are great dungeons with really unique pu- puzzles because they take advantage of, you know, you're, you have to control two players. And you also see, I mean, stuff like that come back in later games, like how I said with the Dominion Rod with Twilight Princess and even... Uh, uh, Zelda's use in Spirit Tracks, which um, I, I think I might be the only person, Scott. I don't know if you've ever played Spirit Tracks. I know the other two guys haven't, but s- no, I, I played a lot of Phantom Hourglass and just never. But the way that they, the uh, I mean, that, that, just to, to sum it up, and sorry for spoiling it. That game's like two years old now. I don't feel that bad. Um, That's fine. In that game, like Zelda becomes a ghost, and there are sections of the game where it's kind of like that 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 tower with more levels. Like they had uh, the Temple of the Ocean King, which is which is pretty awful in Phantom Hourglass, I felt. But God, it the way terrible. it's done in Spirit Tracks is a lot yeah. better. Because what you have is that you, you have these devious puzzles and you control Link and you also control Zelda, who's possessing the like the, the Armos statues or whatever. And the puzzles that they throw at you there are really, really great. And they remind me of you know the, the dual mechanic in earlier games, which, I mean, I just love seeing, especially playing a lot of different Zelda games, ranging from Link's Awakening to Wind Waker to Ocarina to Twilight Princess, everything comes back, and everything's improved upon as you get later. Like, just look at the combat from Ocarina to Wind Waker to Twilight Princess. There are leaps and bounds between each game, and the combat in Twilight Princess is way better than in Ocarina, where it's just just a joke. Like, I honestly can't wait to see how the combat's going to be in Skyward Sword because of how improved the combat has been over the other 3D games. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the motion plus, like I'm interested. I mean, they they keep showing off a lot of different things with how how you attack the enemies yeah. matters, you know, because they have different block patterns or you have to attack them in certain directions. And I think that's going to be cool and be more involving. And I agree right now I'm I'm playing Link's Awakening and then the Ocarina of Time remake and um 
yeah, it just has me super pumped for Skyward Sword. Like, like you guys, I or like you guys were, I guess maybe a few years ago when the show started. Like, I wasn't overly excited, but playing these games now, like even if it follows the same formula, it just has me ready for a new experience yeah. within this framework. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying both games, and I, I, I do definitely I recall. Wait. I mean, at E3 2010, like I couldn't wait to play the Skyward Sword demo, and that that was a, it was a great demo. I felt, and this year I I played it. But I just got to the point where I was like, I just want to play this fucking game already. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> like when you see a preview enough, you're just like, all right, already, just come yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. When is it coming out? Do you know for sure? I, I. Yeah, okay, I think that's it's all pretty much said. like it ain't getting delayed anymore. I'm, I, I'm not positive. Okay. But I feel like that we heard something where they're like, yeah, game's done. It's pretty much like just going finishing touches. Yeah, I think it's being localized now. Well, I heard that too a few a yeah. few weeks ago. But I yeah. would assume probably it'll be in the Black Friday spot, um, like that Sunday before Thanksgiving. Mm. I would, yeah, I feel like that's yeah. when they normally launch the big releases lately um, in November. I mean, yeah, it's either that or Super Mario 3D will be in that spot, and that'd be nice. I don't know. That'll yeah, be something I, mean, I, I can don't play think they will be on the same day. 3DS. Yeah, I don't think they'll be on the same day, but I would be, I mean, before Black Friday, I would be shocked if we don't have uh, Zelda and and Mario 3D, unless Mario 3D gets pushed back to 2012, which I think is a possibility. That would be a a real bummer. I can see that, too. Yep. Is that enough Zelda? Yeah. Yeah, We'll Um, we'll probably be talking about way more Zelda. Well... I think uh, I think they have enough. If they string the shows together, they can make one eight-hour podcast about <laughs> Zelda. Damn. But just guys, remember it's the twenty-fifth <laughs> anniversary. We probably won't be shutting up about Zelda from now until the end of the year because Skyward Sword will be coming out. Well, and Twilight yeah. Princess is apparently a sixty-five-hour game, so you have plenty of yeah. time uh, in in the next month or two that I'll still be talking about it. In the Same show here. notes, it says uh, Wind Waker, best fucking game ever. It's that one. Wind Waker is the best fucking game yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. If if yeah. okay, just just a little behind the scenes baseball. Um, we have Twilight Princess or Toilet Prin- Toilet Princess? <laughs> question mark. Ocarina of Time or <laughs> Shit of Time? Link's Awakening or Link's Awakening? Wind Waker or Best Fucking Game Ever? Um, the first one was was Andy. The other three were my additions. Thanks. <laughs> no, like I guess the reason that the whole Toilet Princess thing came up is because I have been under the like mistaken. Maybe maybe mistaken opinion that whenever any whenever Twilight Princess comes up in like a talkback thread or amongst like the people on RFN, I think this even came up on RFN fairly recently. It was a, the live panel where I think yeah. Johnny, who gave Twilight Princess a ten, right? Uh, like the game, you, Johnny, the but game that was very funny when you made the comment at the live panel because I, I know you're listening to this where you yeah. said I liked Twilight Princess when it was called Ocarina of Time, <laughs> and, and then Greg was like, "You gave it a 10. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the game got nine fives and tens and generally was very well received when it came out. And I also very much liked it when it came out, but now you can't talk about twilight princess on the internet without someone being like, Psh, whatever game sucked. It was boring. It was bland. It was Brown. It was, <laughs> it was Ocarina. It was better when it was called Ocarina of time. Like I hear that a lot, but like this game got really good reviews and I think it's still really fantastic. So I was going, I was planning on combing the NWR forums and finding about five or ten choice uh, anti-Twilight Princess quotes to read on the air and sort of, like, make fun of, I guess. Um, But I couldn't find them. I searched Twilight Princess. I searched 
Zelda TP, and the only reference I found was someone referring to it as Toilet Princess, which I <laughs> kind of just kind of laughed at. Like, I found one quote that was something <laughs> to the effect of the over- overworld was too empty, but, like, I didn't find nearly as many people, like, bagging on the game as I expected to. Yeah, there were some complaints about the art direction and a few complaints about, like, the the overall structure of the game, but most people were surprisingly very civil. Um, so, I guess... <laughs> on the internet? I guess I have to eat some crow a little bit, because I, I keep thinking back on this game as being one that gets universally shit on in retrospect, but I don't I don't know that it does. So that's cool. It's just me. It's me. That I, yeah, I it. think maybe it's just you and, <laughs> and Neil having beating it into my head for so long that the game is awful. Well, I mean, I, I still think that the opening sucks. I think it's a great game. Just the, the opening, opening is sucks. fine. I think you suck. <laughs> well, Good comeback, <laughs> Andy. I think, I think my only problem with it at the time was just having played the 360 and the PS3 a bit. Um, it kind of became quickly apparent how far behind the Wii was going to be from those systems in terms of even just every time you enter a town or leave a town, it's got to load. Even that that epic bridge fight I was talking about, I remember playing it with a friend watching, and you start in in the town and you chase them off, and then it's got to load like between leaving the town and then then going out to the overworld for the actual fight. And like I remember him just being like, you know, it's too bad it's not just seamless. (laughs) And yeah, uh, I still think that the uh, the, the, the waggle sucks. Like, I'll oh, I will yeah. not de- I will not defend that. The shake the the mapping a button press to a remote shake is the worst thing Nintendo's ever ever designed. It <laughs> sucks in Mario Galaxy. It sucks in Twilight Princess. It sucks in uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. It's awful. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. Please, for fuck's sake, so, so knock it off. Have to shake the whole Wii U controller. <laughs> Oh god damn! It, no, it's it's horrible. Like, it makes it, it's the only thing that makes Twilight Princess not that much fun. And on top of that, this is the game where you have to hit the button an extra time to draw your sword before That's you can right. attack. Meaning that you have to shake the remote like a fucking madman for like a second and a half <laughs> to attack, and it's irritating. Stop it! Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! No more! No more! Okay, I'm done <laughs> ranting about it now. Um. That's my only complaint about Twilight Princess. I think other than that, the game works really well. The bow and arrow is awesome. The um, rest of the game plays just like it does on any other controller. So, The, cam- the lack of camera controllers kind of sucks, too. Uh, I know people were saying I should play it on GameCube since I'd already played it on Wii, but unless they're going to give me their GameCube copy, no thanks. <laughs> I, already have, <laughs> I already have a copy on the Wii, and it supports widescreen, and that's good enough for me. But anyway, go. let's move on to other things. Other other glorious things that are not called Zelda. Um, There's other things other than there'll there'll Zelda. be more of that next week. I'm sure. I'm sure there <laughs> will be. Um, so I've been playing something in the mail yesterday. I got this um, Galaga Pac-Man nonsense for for 3ds. Uh, my my excitement for which was at a pretty low level because it's Galaga and Pac-Man. Um, it's not exactly. The bastion of, of excitement. It's, it's but not Zelda. Here's here's what it is. It's one cartridge, forty dollars. Contains Pac-Man and Galaga, the same arcade games you've been playing since you were negative fifteen years old. Um, it contains Pac-Man Championship Edition, which came out on Xbox Live in like two thousand and seven, I think. This is not the DX version. Does not have the DX version. Um, and it contains Galaga Legions, which came out on Xbox Live, I think, in two thousand and eight. Uh, I think there's also been a sequel to that, but that's not on here either. And then it's got two original, brand new Pac-Man and Galaga games. Um, one of which, the Pac-Man game, is sort of like a 2D platformer 
where you have to eat the pellets as you walk uh, and get fruit for extra points, and you tilt the DS to um, make the floating platforms like rotate to and from a little easier. The whole whole game is built around tilting the world so that your character moves differently and there's different momentum to the way he jumps. I'm I'm not finding it super intuitive, and it's got a little bit of a Sonic the Hedgehog element to it because Pac-Man occasionally like loses his legs and rolls up into a ball and like goes through sort of a Sonic-esque tunnel where he goes into a little S and then slides out and breaks some bricks at the very end of it. Yeah. It's it's kind of cool. I haven't played that much of it yet because it's not really hooking me in at all. I find it a little hard to control, uh, as most tilt games kind of are, I guess. Um, but it's okay. It looks kind of neat. And then the, uh, the the original Galaga game is sort of like first-person Galaga on rails cockpit mode. Uh, and it's all in 3D and it has gyro controls for aiming, which is cool, except for it's in 3D. So it's kind of not cool. Um, they actually tell you that if you tilt the DS side to side instead of like turning it full on, it'll not break the 3D as much. Like They tell you that when you go into the game, but it's still it still breaks the 3d it's best played with the 3d off which is unfortunate because it's a, it's a game where you're flying through space in a high in high speed and the 3d actually works really well if you're not using the gyro controls you can also use the circle pad to aim but hmm. the gyro controls clearly work a lot better once again i haven't played too much of that because it it's not really drawing me in it's it's got a bit of a wow factor to it because the game moves very quickly and it lo- it looks pretty good but it's kind of hard to play, and it didn't really... It seemed like once you kind of played it for a minute, you'd kind of seen everything the game had to offer, but it kept going and going and going. Yeah. Um, this game has online leaderboards, which is essential for Pac-Man and Galaga. Um, because honestly, like you've been playing Pac-Man and Galaga for your, your, your entire life. You don't need another version of it unless you can compete with someone on, on scores, which is what makes these <laughs> games fun. There's a reason this game is... There's a reason Pac-Man was successful first on the arcades and then probably not really ever again until pac-man championship edition and that's because it's all about being competitive on scores uh and this game has that it's not it's not like perfect seamless but it works pretty well basically like when you're at your game select screen at the main menu you have a um one one of your options aside from the games you can go into is just the scoreboard and you go in there and you uh you upload your scores and and view rankings and you can view how you stack up to the whole world you can view the top of the charts you can view your friends list and you don't have to do anything to register your friends in the game it just pulls directly from your system friends list and shows you what they've all been doing which is great it's the way the game it's the way online leaderboards should work it would still be nice if it showed you that in the game so that you didn't have to quit out and go to a different menu option but Still, it's nice. It's going to keep me playing this game because Neil's picked it up as well, although he hasn't played it yet. And Neil, if Neil no, plays I'm playing it, playing it right now, you can you can shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean Neil and I will be able to go back and forth and and compare friends scores, friend friends list scores. And that's great. That's what that's the draw for this kind of game. So I I've always been a big fan of Pac Man. I think Pac Man's a fun game. It's a lot hard. If uh, the the base Pac Man game is a lot harder than you probably remember. Chances are, if you played it in the arcade, it had some sort of a speed hack on it. A lot of them did, and uh, or maybe the difficulty was turned down. But like on the difficulty on this DS game, like I'm having a hard time cracking like the fifth stage, and that's kind of rare for Pac-Man because everyone's played Pac-Man for a long time. We're we're all very practiced at it, so 
but I'm enjoying it. It's it's a good game. Is, is it worth forty dollars? I don't know. Like each of these games individually would be probably a good five or ten dollar downloadable game. Like I I would pay ten dollars for Pac-Man Championship Edition on a 3DS with online leaderboards, but I'm not sure like Pac-Man itself is worth more than five at that. I don't know. It's fun though. I'm 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 having I'm having fun with it. Sounds like it. So go Pac-Man, go Galaga, go Team Namco Bandai. <laughs> I guess it, it, the, the other cool thing, blah, 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 I'm having trouble talking. The other cool thing about the the remakes is that when you load up the arcade versions of Pac-Man and Galaga, you get to choose your border. Like, you can either play the arcade cabinet, and then it'll, like, it'll sit inside. Like, if you have the 3D effect turned on, it'll sit inside the cabinet screen. And kind of like warp the screen so that you're kind of looking at it as if you're standing up, looking at a screen that's like slightly angled down. Or you can choose the cab, the the the, the table mode, cocktail table mode, and then it'll kind of display with the um, the screen kind of like flat. Or you can play just no border at all, and then it'll like actually the sprites in the game will pop out, which is kind of neat too. Yeah, like, you know, they didn't they didn't have to put a lot of effort into this game, but it's clear that they. They spent a little bit of time to make sure that if you're going to pay $40 for Pac-Man and Galaga, you're at least going to, like, feel like they put time into making sure that it plays and looks good. So that's, that's kind of nice. That's nice. Hey, Neil, you've been, you've been <laughs> playing things that are not Pac-Man and Galaga. Why don't you talk about that? Um, yeah, I'll just go over my stuff pretty quickly. Uh, I got Final Fantasy IV Heroes of Light pretty cheap at, like, uh, it was uh, and dial at Target. And I don't have too much to say about it, except for I put a little time into it, and I just don't give a fuck. Like, uh, okay. It kind of sucks. I was kind of excited to play this game, and then it just seemed so generic. And the gimmick maybe with I'm this, just not giving it the, enough time. Wasn't the gimmick with that game that it was supposed to be very old school? Yeah, and I, I'm just not digging the art style, and it just it just didn't pull me in. And I've been in an RPG mood lately, um, but nope. Like I, I tried it, and I was just like, I'd rather be playing Chrono Trigger, and I guess that's. Sure. Me being an, an old asshole, but um, and part of the reason I'm not as far in, in Twilight Princess is because uh, the NFL is back. So I celebrated by busting out my copy of Madden 11 on Wii, and uh, man, I love that game. It's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of faults. Like there's, I mean, just straight up glitches. But I don't really care. It's a lot of fun, and it's the kind of game that kind of you know. There might be something where they're like, oh, you just got a touchdown, and you really just got like a play for 20 yards or something. But I don't really care. It's it's a really fun game. Um, <laughs> the, the glitches are that bad where the sound is yeah, filed yeah. that they play. Yeah, and they've like said, wrong. like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, and they're like, Tony Romo's a great player. And I'm just like, he's, <laughs> he's not even on the field. <laughs> But it's like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's nothing that really affects the gameplay that much. It's just like those little, like, small snafus There's that, that kind of make me laugh. There's that a little bit on, on versions of NCAA on Xbox, too. Like, sometimes in the fourth quarter, it'll all, it'll give the sound bite for fourth down on every down. Like, <laughs> it'll be like second and second and eight, and it'll be like, here it is, all or nothing, fourth down. <laughs> What? But I would say, like, <laughs> and I mean, I, I actually got into a big argument with someone in the forums. Um, I believe it was Ninsage was who I was uh, going back and forth with. Just because people talking about third parties not giving a crap on Wii. And I would actually say that EA Sports making these Madden games with these different art style, with a different art style, is actually EA giving a crap about Wii. 
because before they did it, it was it was a PS2 port, and now it's actually oh. an original game, which is, I think, very good. That's and something. I, I would almost call it like a B movie football game. Like it's not going to be as good and it's not going to be as polished as the game on 360 or PS3, but it's just kind of like a B movie. Like, you know, they're going to say that Tony Romo is playing when it's Aaron Rodgers, but that's fun. Like, I don't really, I don't really mind. I'm not that hardcore into it. Excellent. That's all I got. Neil, take it away. <laughs> you mean Zach? Hey, Neil has already taken it away. Shit. I sorry, just Zach. took it away. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neil, talk about Final Fantasy Four Heroes of Light again. No, <laughs> Zach, confused. Zach, please talk about something else. All right. Um, so you rem- you all recall back when I got the Tomb Raider collection? I, I do. Was anno- I was annoyed that it didn't include the DLC for the Xbox version of Underworld. Uh, so I did what any idiot consumer would do. I went out and bought a. Uh, Xbox 360 version of Tomb Raider Underworld for $8 and then spent $20 on DLC. Uh, And it's two (laughs) levels, uh, one of which stars Laura and the other one stars that her doppelganger. Um, And you kind of play through an alternate part of the storyline, which is cool. Um, but, But I wanted to comment on Crystal Dynamics and how they kind of have a love-hate relationship with giving Laura Croft breasts. Um, right now, right now it's very much hate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. For their new, for the reboot, they're very much like we got to give her smaller breasts. Uh, don't know why, but it's going to happen. <laughs> um, they're trying to make her more realistic, and you know my my response to that is Tomb Raider has never been realistic uh, in any way. Wasn't the entire reboot central, like trying to make her, like trying yeah. to make the game more realistic in general? Not not just her, but like a whole, yeah, the whole, yeah the everything whole game. more realistic. Yeah, but but you know how realistic is it going to be that she's not dead from the shipwreck that looks horrible? I don't even want to talk about the new reboot. It just makes me angry. The old reboot when they first took over the franchise from Core Legend, um, right? Legend Legends what started it. They tried to revamp her character model there too. Um, from what Core had been doing, and they said they were going to, you know, make her more realistically proportioned, which they did not do. Um, but, you know, in Legend, they they gave her this uh, very revealing uh, dinner dress or evening dress, uh, but then in Anniversary, they covered her up completely while adding jiggle effects, and then in Underworld, in Underworld, they just cover her up entirely and downplay her uh, breasts, which is fine if if that's what they're going to do the whole time. But no, this DLC adds bikinis. So you, can, <laughs> you can play with Laura in a bikini now, which you know, part of it is like, okay, they're they're finally or not finally, okay, they're catering to the, you know, Laura Croft crowd who, like me, likes just staring at her. But then they're also, you know, they're also <laughs> uh, they're all <laughs> They're, Game pause. They're not also playing. going completely against what they've been saying they want to do with her character model for the whole time. So it's really irritating to me just from a character design standpoint. What do you want to do with Laura Croft? You know, you can't keep changing your damn mind. Um, you know, so I, I assume with this this new Tomb Raider reboot, we'll see DLC that puts her in a bikini at some point. 
it, it, it's annoying. But both both DLC episodes are actually really really fun. Okay, if you, li- if you like Tomb Raider. Like, one more time, like the you can't <laughs> buy the Underworld DLC with with Trilogy. You, like no, uh, Underworld no. Underworld DLC is incompatible with the collection that includes Underworld. Right. That's the stupidest thing because, I've ever heard. Because the when Underworld first came out, it came out for the PS3 and the 360. And the 360 only got DLC. Okay. Which is retarded. But then when they when they came out with the trilogy uh for PS3, a lot of people thought, well, finally we'll get to play the Xbox 360 DLC. Surely the you know, whatever arbitrary time limit they set on that is gone now. Uh, no. Oh, uh, so you have the collection on PS3, but you bought the standalone game on 360. I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. for the DLC. I, uh, you know, I played through Prince of Persia on 360 a couple of years back, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I meant to play the epilogue DLC, but I didn't it's really, really feel hard. like I didn't really it's... feel like playing more of that game at that point. And I told myself. Eh, I'll sell it back, and then in a couple of years later, I'll pick it up for ten dollars and spend twenty bucks on the epilogue. But I never did. <laughs> the epilogue's good, but it is super hard. Does it? I mean, the whole like idea behind the epilogue is you get to see storyline what happens immediately after the end of that game, which is a really cool spoiler that I won't ruin, even if you haven't, you know, even if you're never gonna play the game. And you really don't. Yeah, you really don't, right? Game. Like I, I watched no. the, um, I watched the YouTube clip of the epilogue when i kind of realized i was never going to play it and no it doesn't you don't you don't learn anything new which is no in fact really? it ends on a giant a bigger cliffhanger which will never get resolved which will never be resolved right uh, that sucks that sucks yeah that that's the best prince of persia game <laughs> by far i think you might I be concur. right i like that game maybe we'll get it on wii u as long as they're releasing <laughs> games that are at least at least a year old maybe they'll mine the depths of 2008 <laughs> Okay, Scott, take it away with what you're playing. (laughs) Okay, well, I kind of already touched on Link's Awakening, so I I don't think I need to go back to that really, apart from saying that I'm really enjoying that it's sort of just the Zelda style, kind of just boiled down to its essence. You know, I I feel like the the overworld is is smaller, there's less time between dungeons, and and it's pretty easy to navigate you know because it is so small i'm not getting lost i, I kind of know where i need to go and where to find things and i'm just enjoying it in that respect and, and in fact when it's like the end of the night after working all day and stuff and i'm, I'm ready to just kind of play something to unwind I, I find i go back to that more than ocarina because it is a little simpler and it's less yeah. demanding on me i suppose and i can just get right into it and really enjoy it and not have to search around and find things and remember a game i played well, with, know, over 10 years with ago. ocarina you so, kind of have never to go to like before a destination you have to go to like a temple or like it's kind of hard to just sit down and like waste time in ocarina but in link's awakening like every screen is packed full of like combat and secrets like it's so much denser it's a lot easier yeah. to just waste time wandering around i think around. that's one of the big pros about that game yeah yeah so i i'm, I'm really enjoying that that aspect and it's just it, it is it's just easy to get around to and everything's just so compact but but it still feels like a, a real cool game i guess so it, it i don't know it toes that line really well so i'm enjoying that um and then the other game i've been playing another <laughs> great old game is uh final fantasy 3 i downloaded that on the virtual console last weekend and it's actually the first time i've really played it i, I tried to play it i don't know years ago maybe even back when it was on the super nintendo i don't remember but uh 
Um, never really got past the opening, so this is the first time I, I've really sunk into it. And I'm, I'm kind of finding it, it's the same for me as Link's Awakening is, at least to the point where I'm at, where I always know where to go. I'm never having to like search and explore a lot, which, which is great because I don't like to do those things very much in games. And uh, I, I just know where I'm going. It's very story-driven, and I, I'm just enjoying all the characters I've come across so far. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just very driven, and it's very focused, and, and I'm, I'm enjoying that. I, I'm just, I just got to the part where you're, um, like, on that raft trying to escape the uh, the hideout, and then your party gets all split up, and then you kind of decide who to follow and, and what to do in what order. Yeah, I think uh, I've played the first half of that about. game probably about four times, but only the only the last half of that game up until just before the final boss the one time. I keep thinking one of these days I'm going to actually finish it. It's the only Final Fantasy game I've even gotten close to finishing. I don't know, like 65 hours for Twilight Princess was a rarity. I'm not <laughs> sure I could I'm not sure I have the patience for an RPG anymore. I want to I want to get it yeah. though. Like you should I get Cthulhu saves the world. Oh, well, all right. Screw Final, screw Final Fantasy 3. I'm, I'm going to get what Zach said. <laughs> yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's great. And I love to... Um, I've played... I've never really played this one, but I've played Chrono Trigger a million times. And I just love all the kind of shared sprites sure. and sounds and different like things they did because the games came out so close to each other. It's awesome. just kind of, kind of funny. Cool. To me. That's a great game. It's probably going, going to be one of the last really great virtual console releases, so... Yeah. I'm thinking so. Yeah, I'm. I'm really loving it. I'm. I'm glad I. Okay. I'm glad I got it. Excellent. Final Fantasy three is an excellent game. And uh, with that, let's move on to our last topic of the evening, which is just sort of some general thoughts in the eShop. And I know Neil, you've been playing the the Xevious 3D remake, haven't you? Yeah. Um. It's kind of cool. It's a lot cooler than I thought it would be. Um. And that it's it's kind of in the same way that the the Pac-Man Galaga thing is where it's you know this game that's an old as hell arcade game I think 1982 was when Xevious came out but the way that they do the 3D effect in this is really neat because it's almost like I guess there would be three layers because there's like the background but what this game also has is that you're like shooting people on the same plane as you and then you're also dropping bombs onto the ground below you so the 3D effect is really pronounced and actually kind of well it doesn't have a direct effect on gameplay it is like in in how you see things a little differently Mm. when you're playing with 3d as opposed to not and i mean it's 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 a fun shooter if you like shoot 'em ups it it might be worth getting although i mean it is it's a a, you know a damn near 30 year old game yeah also expensive yeah it's six bucks which i think is a, a little higher i guess uh some other news is that we're actually getting original 3ds content not made by nintendo um Let's Golf 3D from GameLoft is coming out on August 11th, although it's coming out in Europe this Thursday. So, of course, last of course. Thursday. But so there's some kind of delay. But, Let's Golf yeah. would be a good game to download. Yeah, I think it might be fun, and it'll probably be six bucks. Yeah. Which, I mean, oh wait, I'm, know, I'm mixing it up with Hot Shots Golf, but it's pretty much oh, it's, yeah, yeah, no, this it's, is it's the same game. thing, though, right? I mean, that's yeah. what GameLoft does is they make the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Let's Golf is identical to, to Hot Shots, but maybe minus the quality. We'll see. Yeah, I know there's other games in the series, <laughs> but I don't know too much about it. Golf is but... a good, good downloadable title because I rarely want to play a game of golf, but when I do get that craving, I never have the cartridge on me because you know why would I? Yeah. I never want to play it. But like every once in a while, I'm like I could really go for a game of golf right now. I wish I had the game on me. Yeah, and I'd go more into the eShop, but. Let's save that for a later episode. Let's let's go off on how fucking stupid the eShop looks at a later date. Hey, now, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's better than the DSi shop. 
that's uh, I believe Zach last time last night when we we had a we had a meeting, and I made the comment about how that's like saying like a turd is better than diarrhea. Where <laughs> yes, that's true, but but come on, I don't have like a real big problem with the with the look and feel of the store. <laughs> I have a problem with the fact that there's nothing worth buying on the store lately. But yeah. I feel like I feel like it's gotten a little yeah, hard I feel to like, navigate. Uh, the the first couple of weeks I thought it was great, but like now there's so many different I don't know, places to go and I feel like still it, like I, I like mean okay, there's ways to browse it. now, but it's still presented so poorly. That just me. Like uh, but that's uh, it's almost like a problem like at least they're getting to the problems that other places have as opposed to just the problems that are unique to the DSI shop, which is just like, hey look, you can only get two games at a time. Yeah. And it takes a half an hour to load a screen. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, now we're getting the same problems that, like, Xbox Live Arcade has, where it's kind of hard to just browse. Yeah. But, split I mean, they have the search like function. Six different shops. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. The, the interface, I think, is still pretty clumsy. It's just a little bit better. And the fact that Nintendo Video is just so dumb doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> I love opening that for the first time. I didn't really know what to expect, and then it's like, okay, great. Now just close your system, and we'll download the videos, and you can watch them later. I'm like, oh, I think it, okay. it got put up like late Thursday. So actually, I went yeah. to go see Captain America at midnight, and came back, and like downloaded Nintendo Video, kind of excited, and I was lying in bed, and it was like, you have to download these titles. I was like, I'll just check it in the morning, and I checked it in the morning. I was like, oh yeah, there's this movie yep. I saw last night. I can watch a trailer for it. <laughs> here's the, here's have you guys tried Netflix yeah. yet? I like yeah, Netflix it works okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched I, really uh, I watched it. the last episode of Next Generation on it. Oh, cool. It's having a problem locking up on a lot of people apparently, and happened <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah, no, I had that problem twice me once. When yeah, I used it. the first time I used it, uh, it just pretty much like locked up right after I authenticated it, and then I think I was backing out of a movie or a TV show or something, and then it locked up. But. I think uh, I think someone on the comments today suggested that maybe this phantom system update is to fix that. That, that oh, could be true. I'd believe it. Yeah. They you know, another a, another they shitty thing besides the uh, Nintendo video is how how I have to find people with Pokemon Pokedex 3D to get all my Pokemon. Well, Zach, that's just <laughs> your fault because you wasted your time. With Pokedex 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that the, my very first episode, you're like, this is awful, never even touch it. And then, like, two weeks later, you're like, I can't get everything. This is terrible. What, what am I going to do? This is very true. <laughs> I got to collect them all, damn it. I was yeah, so I close to collecting them all there. in heart gold, soul silver. I'm only, like, four away. The blue light, you know, keeps on tantalizing me with that. And I'm just like, shut up, Pokemon. <laughs> Wake me up when you guys release a game I care about and know, like, Pokemon Rumble Blast or whatever it is doesn't count. I've never played a Pokemon game more than a few minutes. Like, it's a franchise I've never really gotten into. And, like, the more Zach talks about his, like, Pokemon collecting addiction, the more I'm kind of glad. Well, this is is the great thing about Pokedex 3D, Andy. You don't have to play shit. It's just an (laughs) app. It's Pokemon very much. Each Pokemon takes up an enormous amount of space on your SD card. (laughs) <laughs> awesome totally worth, worth it. it but um i mean oh, Andy, you can always be like me with pokemon games where i i get through the game sometimes i don't even finish it completely just because i'm like eh i've put like 50 hours into this game i don't really see any point to go on further yeah i played a little bit of pearl i think 
but like yeah like i don't know it's so antiquated yeah. that like i think you have to have some sort of nostalgic fondness fondness for pokemon to get into it at this point i was uh i was talking to nwr staffer josh max about like this this thing of uh every like new area that you go into you have to you have to catch the first pokemon you fight and if like you don't catch that pokemon then you cannot catch another pokemon in that area and you just have to work with that team, which is kind of like a, a really An interesting, way interesting limitation, which is, I mean, it's like arbitrary, but I feel like I want to try that in a Pokemon game. Go back to Pearl and Pearl and Diamond. Yeah, I, I would probably wipe out one of those because with Soul Silver, I put way too much time into that game. I kind and of then, uh, transferred all my, soul, my uh, Pearl Pokemon onto uh, I transferred a Black White. Over to... Right, that transfer process is actually kind of fun. I, I, I don't think I've actually used it because I basically got to the end of black and white and was kind of burnt out. And I think that's when I got a, I got the 3DS stuff to review. So You know, what's interesting about that is that I was going to borrow my friend's DS to transfer the Pokemon when all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck, the 3DS can act like another DS. Oh, yeah. And then I put that's them right excited, next to each uh, other. <laughs> from four swords on psiware because it's free i can just get another dsi in the 3ds and then yeah. I instantly have two systems that i can play it on <laughs> and on oh, that yeah, note since we nice. got back to zelda which uh, we kept on doing this entire episode let's uh let's wrap it up um um if i could real quick i i just wanted to say did you guys anyone not download the video channel because if you don't download it right away it just shows up <laughs> yeah. like pokedex 3d <laughs> as a present like wanting you to download it yeah that happened to me because i i didn't really have any interest and then it but it's not, it's not really the channel though it's like an <laughs> ad for it right yeah yeah well yeah well it's the present and then you open it and it's like click here and then you click it. well you gotta download it so you click that and then it, it shifts over to the shop the shop loads and then it goes to download it and then I couldn't even download it because oh, it was a system update so I updated <laughs> the system first yeah it was what uh, a great present great. <laughs> yeah. You have to like yeah, work right. for it. That's like getting like a present that you have to like put together something. Happy birthday. I just wasted half an hour of your time. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, it's like someone getting you a present but leaving it on the <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out it's like the it's sometimes it's like a you VHS video. You don't want to watch that. <laughs> well no, it turns out it's a VCR and he had a video for you, but he's gotta bring it by later. <laughs> Just leave your VCR turned off, and I'll slip it in later. Be <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, right, you won't know what movie you I brought. You'll just have to for about turn a half it on an hour, later. and it'll download. <laughs> yes. Now we can end the podcast. Um, if you want to email us, uh, do so at newscast at nintendoreport.com. We also have a Twitter feed that I guess people might update occasionally. Um, we're trying a little bit more nwr underscore newscast is that it no 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 underscore just uh nwr okay. newscast nwr newscast um and you can follow us you know what let, let, let's start saying our own twitter twitter things i'm at enron 10 uh that's you know n-r-o-n one zero no not the evil corporation <laughs> all right i guess you guys have to uh, well i'm at z miller 1902 <laughs> Mine is mine's not, not not public, but I'm Drew MG, and if you add me, there's a pretty good chance I'll add you, I'll I'll allow you and add you back. Yeah, he has to keep it private. I do, I do. Oh man, that one thing about shit, the horse—you just can't have wow. everybody seeing. I figure like I have already done a, <laughs> oh, like a bad enough job of like 
putting my name all over the internet for the better part of 15 years. Like, I just don't need to make the problem any worse at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, your fan really is. is a little off-putting. Um, and then I, I'm at OK Soda. The letter's OK, the letter's and okay. Then Soda. Like the soft drink. <laughs> yeah, well, not OKAY. <laughs> If there's any confusion. All right, yeah, um, that's that's a newscast, and uh, email us because we'll we might read it to start off the show like we did this week. So maybe. Thanks, maybe. Kai Tim. There's a good chance. Yeah. Now see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Uh, for fuck's sake, Zach. <laughs> that was Zach, right? <laughs> okay, thank you. Oh God. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stop. Well, you know, yeah. it, it might not have been my mouth. I've been eating cheese all night. And he's not wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll press stop.